This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. You mentioned something. I was thinking the other day about toys. And uh, how many had a favorite toy growing up? And what it meant to you, you know, to get that toy. So I looked up the top ten toys of all times in, in history. And I'm going to give you the first one. The first one is Barbie. In fact, it's not even close. Barbie is the number one. Some of y'all have Barbie. Barbie is number one. And I'm going to let you, we'll just take a hand vote on what number two is. But I'm going to give you two, three, and four. And then we'll just uh, have our hands raised which one we think is which order. But uh, next comes, and this is not in order, Easy Bake Oven, the Yo-Yo, and the Radio Flyer. Now, how many think the second most popular toy is the Easy Bake Oven? Raise your hand if you think that's what it is. What about the Radio Flyer? The wagon, yeah. Quite a few. What about the yo-yo? The yo-yo. Give yourself a hand. The yo-yo's it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you five, six, and, and seven. Um, and these are not in order, of course. We'll talk about them. G.I. Joe. Anybody here have G.I. Joe? Okay. Are you excited about G.I. Joe? <laughs> Got some enthusiasm up here. Transformers. That's one of our elders getting excited over here, I, I tell you. <laughs> Silly putty. Okay, how many believe that G.I. Joe is... What would that be? <laughs> five. Thank you. It's number five. Okay. What about Transformers? Silly Putty. Silly Putty, number five. Now it's called slime, I think. It's everywhere. <laughs> you can make your own Silly Putty slime or whatever. And last, we got, uh, we're, we're looking for number eight, and this will finish out the top ten. Uh, Etch-a-Sketch. Y'all remember the Etch-a-Sketch? Okay. Legos. Hot Wheels. Tough one here. So, how many believe number eight, that number eight would be Hot Wheels? How many believe it's Etch-a-Sketch? about Legos? The answer is number eight is Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, then nine was Etch-a-Sketch, 10. Let me just give them to you. Number one's Barbie. Number two's Yo-Yo. Number three's Easy Bake Oven. Number four is the Radio Flyer. Number five, Silly Putty. Number six, Transformers. Number seven, G.I. Joe. Eight, Hot Wheels. Nine, Etch-a-Sketch. 10, Legos. That's the top 10, and they're still around, uh, amazingly. 
But you know, there's a lot of celebrations going around in the month of December. And I heard of one the other day, and I thought, that can't be a national celebration. So I looked it up and found out that this one was, I'll tell you what it was in a second. But in December, maybe you missed some of these. There's just a few. National Safety Razor Day was December 2nd. In case you cut yourself shaving, you missed that day. <laughs> National Dice Day was December 4th. Bathtub Party Day, December 5th. I hope you did not take part in that. Okay. National Palm Brokers Day was December the 6th. National Day of the Horse, December 10th. Any horse lovers here? I hope you celebrated the National Day of the Horse. Pick a Pathologist Day, December 13th. Now, I know most of you probably didn't miss this. National Barbie and Barney Backlash Day, December the 16th. This is a very popular one, December 21st. National Humbug Day. It's a it's an official national celebration. This is one of my favorites here. I, I was, December 26th is National Winers Day. I guess they're whining about those Christmas holiday. <laughs> December 30th, National No Interruptions Day. Don't mess with me. Don't interrupt my day. And here's the classic, December 31st, National Make Up Your Mind Day. Now, these pale in comparison to December 25th, Christmas. And it's the most uh, celebrated occasion uh, in the world. And as we uh, think about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And this day is so important, it, we date our calendar by it. Before Christ and after Christ. B.C.A.D. Before Christ, after his death. Important event happened. But I believe many people miss or don't experience Christmas. Not because they don't go shopping and do the gift part or sing carols, but they don't experience the true meaning and have an understanding of the significance or experience the power of that night, what took place, what God did for us in sending his son and how it changed human history. It changed eternal destination. It changed everything. When Jesus came to this earth to die for each of us. I want us to look and, and understand what Christmas really is about. And we know it's about Jesus. It's, a, it's about a Savior. How many of you kids, are y'all excited about Christmas? Yeah. Why are you excited? Birth of Jesus, that's good. Yeah. 
presence and the birth of Jesus. One more. Because Jesus died on the cross. You can tell we're in church. Isn't this some great answers? I'm, I'm going to stop there. You'll have a, a, a chance later. I have some other questions. But let me ask you, how many have enjoyed Christmas lights? Anybody enjoy the Christmas lights? Driving and looking at Christmas lights. But have you ever wondered why we have Christmas lights? Have you ever thought, is there a purpose is there a reason behind this? Is there a deeper meaning instead of going through the hassle of hanging lights and, and bringing them back down a little while, <laughs> a few days later, and bringing Christmas cheer? Is there a deeper significance to that? And I believe there is. And let me tell you that Christmas really is a celebration of the light, the light that came. And let me just help you. All my points today are Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. Kids say, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. So when you see a light at Christmas, it should remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. That he gave his life, but his life is the light of men. And that light shines in the hearts of every believer each and every day. And we want to shine brighter and brighter where others can see. But according to the Bible, a long, long time ago, the earth was a perfect place. Everything was perfect. But then something happened. Darkness entered into the earth. The Bible calls it sin. And then everything changed. And darkness entered in. Now, this wasn't God's fault. God didn't make and create the earth to be in darkness. He, brought, he wanted it to be in light. God is light. But darkness consumed the earth. It took hold of man's heart. And darkness is in the earth today. All you got to do is turn on the news. And you can see that there's still problems. There's still sin. There's still things taking place that are not of the light. They're of darkness. But Jesus came to bring light to those dark places in our life. But the, the world is a dark and broken place because they don't have Jesus in their heart. They haven't accepted the light. And really... Christmas is God's solution to the problem of darkness. He wanted to bring his light to disperse or dispel the darkness. And really the definition of darkness, darkness isn't a thing. It's the absence of light. Have you noticed when you turn the lights on, you can't find the darkness? It disappears. Have you ever had it just really dark and it was kind of creepy to you? Anybody in here? It was so dark that you just, this is creepy. I can remember when I was your age, I remember sometimes when I, it'd be kind of dark and I'd just run and, and leap in my bed and just get under the covers because it was dark and I wanted to stay light. You know, not too many months ago, we had an occasion where there were some kids that were trapped in the underground cave in Thailand. I don't know if you remember this story, but they had 
soccer practice and their coach wanted to take them in this cave. There's only one problem. It was close to water and the water started flooding the cave and they could not get out of the cave. Can you imagine that? Being stuck in the cave? And here's the weird thing. They said it was so dark that you could not see your hands in front of your face. Now, how many would say, that's pretty dark. It was that dark that they could not, you could put your hand up like this and you couldn't see it. That's, now, that's dark. And we think that it's, it's dark when we turn out the lights, but it's usually some light from some other places. But this darkness... And they were two and a half miles in, into this cave. And they had to get these boys out. And they went through a a tough time. Can you imagine you had to stay pretty still? Because you didn't know where you were walking or moving. So you had to stay still. And finally divers got there. And the divers, it took them a long time to get there. I read on this and, and watched some of the videos, but it said, divers said it was treacherous getting there because the currents were so strong. You, have you ever been in strong water where the current is kind of strong and you have to kind of stand against it? And these divers, they're, they're walking into the, these caves and they said it was so tight and in some places they had to take the tanks off. And they said when they were underwater, even with lights, there was zero visibility. You did not know where you were going. And it took them a long time. They said, that we don't know if we can get these kids out. And they thought, we'll just make a hole and, and try and get them for, to another place. But they finally went in. And they told the news report at first that they helped each one come out and they hung on to a diver and they walked out and they helped them out uh, get out of this cave. But later on, and I don't know how many of y'all kept up with it, but later on they released the, the real report and, and said it was so treacherous that they decided to sedate the kids really sleeping, anxiety, uh, medication, and some of them were just really sleeping. Uh, They were out of it. They put them on stretchers. They, one of the divers had a tank, and they hooked up the tank and the oxygen to the child on the stretcher to get them out of this place. Now, that gave me some some peace when I read that, because just me reading about this, it was freaking me. <laughs> I, I was thinking I needed some, to be sedated. Just reading what they went through to get these kids. <laughs> and they, they got them out and carried them out. And they didn't want to announce that first because they didn't want anyone to know how treacherous and, and dangerous it was to get them out. But thank God for the light. And that's how dark, the darkness that mankind was in and is in, if you don't have Christ, is so dark that you, don't, you can't even see. The darkness is so dark. But the light has come. And the light exposes the darkness or it causes the darkness to go. In John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word... Now, the word here, 
means Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus is the word. So when you uh, read your Bible, you can say Jesus is the word. You want God to speak to you, open your Bible and, and he will speak to you. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was being that had been made. So in the beginning, Jesus was there. We have what you see here is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's say this together. Say, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They were all together there in the beginning planning um, you and I and planning uh, the earth and the universe they were in a meeting together planning this. It says in verse 4, In him was life. And it's talking about Jesus. In Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. This is talking about John the Baptist. A prophet that would tell of Jesus coming uh, into the earth. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming to the earth. So Jesus came to bring, say, light. Because there was darkness on the earth. And in this light... There was life. In fact, you can read scriptures and it says God himself wraps himself in light as a garment. God is light. He's the light of the world. In John 8, 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How many know John 3.16? Anybody here know John 3.16? Tell me John 3.16. For God, for God so loved the world that he gave his one only son so that everyone will believe in him and may not perish but have life. Very good. Very good. Could y'all hear that? Let's get, give him a mic. Give him a mic. I want you to stand up and, and tell everyone that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that if anyone believes in him, they will not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Impressive. I love that. And you know, who's, who can tell me who said that? That scripture, who said that? Not John. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, God. Anybody else have a guess who said that? For God so loved the world? One more guess. Jesus told this about himself. When he's going, God so loved the world, that was Jesus talking. Good job. I believe these kids have, have heard the Bible. So Jesus come to, 
to rescue us from the dark places in our life. Of course, the heart's the first place that needs to be illuminated with his life. But he can rescue us from the darkness of the past. He comes with forgiveness and mercy and joy and peace, his loving kindness. He comes as light. light will overcome anything that you're dealing with in darkness. And anything in the word of God that's promised to you, that's light. And there might be some darkness there. Maybe you're struggling with a financial situation. Well, there's light for that. Maybe you're, you're struggling with a relationship. There's light for that. Maybe you're struggling in, in your physical body. There's light for that. Maybe you need peace. There's light for that. To disperse the darkness out of your life. He's a God of light. Jesus is the light of the world. And he came to, to disperse and get rid of the darkness, those dark places in our lives. In John 3, verse 19, this is the verdict. I've got this is the truth that sums everything up that I have been talking about. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light. Because their deeds were evil, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. So we have a problem. We don't want our deeds exposed, so we don't love the light because we don't want our heart exposed. We think we come close to Jesus, he's going to expose those dark places. And the truth is he does. But you have to know that he's a good father. He's a loving God. He, he delights in you coming to him in your darkness where he can give his light, where he can redeem you and strengthen you and lift you up and build you up and give you a life that you never had before. He wants you to come to him. But see, we want to keep our darkness not realizing it's void of life. It's dark. We want to keep our dark secrets, our dark thoughts, our dark actions, our dark past. We, we don't want to expose them to the light. I see it many times as a pastor. If I'm around some new people, I don't want to tell them or I try not to tell them what I do. Because I've noticed through the years what happens. And when I finally, somebody say, what do you do? I say, I'm a pastor. Everything changes and it gets very awkward. And many times there's going, oh, sorry. Well, I'm a Christian too. <laughs> I mean, you need to talk then. Because what I heard was darkness. <laughs> you need some light. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's cursing, it's all this, and then it just stops. Well, that's just the way I am. Well, it's not right now that way. Evidently, you can't stop. <laughs> I don't say that I'm nice. Most of the time. So they don't want to be exposed because we don't like darkness. And even believers, I don't want to give that little part but say, he wants all of you. He wants all of us. But the good news is, light overcomes darkness. And what you can't overcome in yourself, 
Light always overcomes darkness. What can darkness do to light? Absolutely nothing. Has no power over it. The light has overcome every darkness. Jesus is so bright and so pure, he exposes that darkness in our lives. But as believers, we should run to him. When he puts his finger on some dark place in our life, run to him. Because he's got something good on the other side. It might be a little painful at first. But you know, when you have that that splinter, it's a little painful getting it out. But once it's gone, relief. Amen? Amen. He loves us. He wants us to come to the light. Because he died at the cross for your sins, you can come to him in your darkness and receive his light in his life. Christmas is a celebration of the Christ or uh, Christ means anointed, the anointed. And, and mass means celebration. It's a celebration of Christ. And in the Old Testament, you look, there was just three people that were anointed by God. That was the, the prophet, the priest, and the king. But see, he lives in us. Light comes to live in you. Life, the life of Christ. And now you have him, the anointed, inside of you. And that means the prophet speaks that we can hear from God. Put your hands on your ears, kids. Just put, Do you know because you accept Jesus Christ as Lord, you can hear the voice of God? God can speak to you? Isn't that awesome? Think about that. God can speak to you. It's, the Bible says my sheep or my kids know my voice. He'll speak to you in dreams. He'll speak to you through. You can go into the very throne room of God. Do you know it used to be only the priests could go into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was? But now you have the anointed one. You have Jesus living inside of you. You can go to the very throne room of God Almighty. And you're welcome there. Let's do your hands like this. It means you're welcome by God. When you pray, you're welcomed to come into the presence of Almighty God. And then King, he's the King of Kings. That means he rules and reigns over any darkness that comes against your life. Just do your hand like this, your finger like this. That means you have authority in the name of Jesus over darkness. Darkness of this world to try and creep up into your life. And you say, no, no, no. In the name of Jesus, I have the light. The light of life. I have Jesus Christ. And see, you don't have to be afraid. The Bible says that on that night that uh, Jesus' birth, the angel said, fear not. You don't have to be afraid. Because of Jesus, he's always with you. He lives inside of you. So Christmas isn't just about presents and gifts and toys. It's about Jesus Christ, the light of our life. It's about him. So every time you see a Christmas light this year, I want you to remember that's talking about Jesus. That means that Jesus, when you look at your Christmas tree at home and you see the lights on it, you think every light represents Jesus. 
that he has brought light to the earth. So kids, I have a, a gift for you, and I want you to take these. I don't want you to turn them on. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's a flashlight. I don't want you to turn it on or anything. Just keep it in your hand, and I'm going to tell you what to do in just a few moments. All of you get one. Yes, you get to keep it. You get to keep this. Now, what we're going to do, in just a moment, we're going to turn the lights off, and then I want you, I'll say, turn your flashlights on. Keep them off right now. And I want you to stay in your seats. I don't want you running around. Stay in your seats. And I want you to turn your lights on. I don't want you to shine anybody's face. I want we shine them up, okay? And we're going to see that light is stronger than darkness, okay? Everybody ready? Keep your lights off. Okay, let's turn the lights off. Wait till it gets completely dark. We got Christmas lights, that's okay. Go ahead, turn your flashlights on. Wow. Awesome. Shine it around. The light of the world. And the Bible says, because he's lit up your life, now you're light to others. And you spread the light to other people. You invite people to church. You talk about Jesus. And you, you love and share with others. Thank you, Lord. Let's give our kids a hand. All right, kids, I want you to stand up and go to your parents. Keep your flashlights off. They're yours to keep. Yeah, they're yours. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know, Christmas, I know, is a happy time for uh, a lot of people. And a lot of people, it's a sad time. And it's because maybe you have memories of Christmas's past. Maybe a loved one is not there. Maybe it's just uh, the stress of the season. Or maybe it's uh, thinking, how am I going to pay for those Christmas presents? Whatever it is, God wants you to release it to him. Whatever you're facing, whatever's stressing you or you're struggling with, he wants you to release it to him. You know, it can be a reminder how lonely maybe you are or maybe how difficult a year you have. But I want you to know in Christ there's hope. In Christ, and what is hope? It's an expectation of a better tomorrow than your, what you're experiencing today. And there's hope in God. He is a God of hope. And he will light up your life no matter what the circumstances are. And you can have peace in the midst of destruction, in the midst of everything going wrong in your life. You can have the peace of God because of his light that's come and illuminated your life. 
So what do we do with this message? Number one, if you're here today and you call yourself a Christian, you need to spread the light. You need to spread the light. In Ephesians 5, 8, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. In other words, don't forget your life and how you came to the Lord. Don't forget the darkness that you were in. But walk in forgiveness and walk in love, not judging others, not condemning others, but letting your light shine. Letting your light shine that they can see Christ in you. And that will cause others to take notice. You know, the Bible says it's our love, our love for each other that the world takes notice of. That's love, especially the house of the faith. But even beyond that, we are the ones that are supposed to increase the family of God. So we spread the light. Who, who in your family needs some light today? Who in your neighborhood? Who in your coworkers? Who needs some light? You need to be bringing some light. Amen? You can get to a place where your life can just be a light and it, it causes attention. You might have somebody treat you kind of weird and you haven't done a thing. And you find out, oh, it was the light. I must have shined it in their eyes a little bit too much. God will give you wisdom. Now, I tell the kids, don't shine it in the eyes. Sometimes we want to give an unbeliever so much light, all the light that we got. <laughs> oh, here's some light. Pow, pow. And there's no, ah, ah. I mean, let's, let's get them into the family first. You know, we're trying to clean them up. Oh, you got this wrong. We got a list here. We, we saw this. We calculated this. Let me see this. That's what the scripture say. Oh, I feel sorry. I have a bit over here. Send number two, three, four. I, I'll take this one. Then the next one. Let's get them saved first. Jesus never cleaned his fish before he caught them. And you haven't either, fishermen. Let's love them where they're at. And speak to them and release life to them. They'll see the light. Let's put our trust in him. Let's be, be patient with them and keep praying for them. And let God work on them. Let the Holy Spirit work on them. Because if we go to work on them, we'll mess it up. <laughs> we'll mess it up. But he knows how to open their eyes. Oh, he opens the blind eyes to see the light. The light of the gospel of truth. So what are you doing? Spreading light. Number two, if you're here today, you've never accepted Christ as Lord. You need to embrace the light. You need to embrace the price that's been paid for you. You know, when you step into a room that's dark, if you stay there for a while, your eyes start to adjust. It doesn't seem as dark anymore. And that's why a lot of people in darkness, you start adjusting to it, it doesn't seem so dark anymore. You start justifying what you're doing because everyone else is doing it. It doesn't matter what the Bible says, everyone else is doing it. We start to justify. But the truth is, darkness is darkness. And it's have no place in the, in the believer. 
But if you're not a believer, God wants to give you a new heart. He wants to give you a new life. He wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to make you brand new on the inside. He's in love with you. He came for you. He came to rescue you. You're the reason he was birthed in that, that manger. You're the reason he came and died and sacrificed his life that you could be a part of this family, that you could get into heaven based on his merits, not your merits, that you could come to him and receive forgiveness, that you could come to him and repent when you mess up and be restored into fellowship with him. He's a good, good father. It's an awesome, awesome God. You don't have to stay in, in darkness. In John 12, verse 46, I've come into the world as light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus alone has the power to overcome the darkness in the light. You cannot fix your problem with a pill. You cannot fix your problem with a new marriage. You cannot fix your problem for more money. You cannot fix your problem for a new house. You cannot get rid of the darkness because you get more stuff. You've got to have a heart transformation. You've got to give your life to Jesus Christ. You've got to surrender to him. But when you surrender to him, he trades your darkness and gives you light. Hallelujah. What a deal. What an awesome, awesome thing that God has done for us. He alone is the light of the world. He alone has the power to forgive sins. He alone lived a perfect life and died in our place for our sins. He took the punishment we deserve because of, it, of the inherent darkness in our lives that we could be forgiven. He alone has the power to save and give you a new start, a new heart, a new life. He is the only one that can do it. So the reason that we celebrate Christmas is because light has come, and we are the children of light. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. And God, I thank you for all those listening today that I want to give them opportunity to surrender their heart, to surrender their life. And if today you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, if you never embraced the light, today I want you to make that decision. What a glorious Christmas this can be, that you make a decision, no more darkness for you. You're receiving the light of life. You're receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. That you today, no one looking around, and maybe you've done this before, but you have not been living like the light. You have not been living for God. And the relationship is, is there, but fellowship's been broken. It's not the same. You're lukewarm. You're cold. You can get in on this prayer, too. That's you. For either one of these, just lift your hand. We're going to pray together. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What else? Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Say, dear Father, thank you for Jesus who died for me, who took my sins and took my shame. Thank you, Lord. I give my dark heart, my dark life, my dark spirit to you, and I receive new life. I receive light. 
I receive you as Lord and Savior. I'll live for you. I'll serve you every day of my life. Empower me to live for you. Fill me with your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Let's stand up. I have one other verse I want to read. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they, they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. 1 Peter 2.9, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands for just a moment. We're going, we're going to worship the Lord and close out with a song about, of the new covenant in Christ. Being yes and amen. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bless you with ability. I bless you with abundance. I bless you with clear direction. Bless you with controlled and disciplined life. Be blessed with courage, creativity, and wisdom. God bless you with understanding. God's favor and man's favor. God bless you with good health. God bless you with fulfillment of God's dreams and visions for your life. God bless you with contentment, a listening ear. God bless you with long life. God bless you with an obedient heart. God bless you with his peace, a pleasant personality. Pleasant speech, pleasant, a pleasant aroma to your life, a life that reflects the light of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you with promotion, protection, provision, safety, and strength. God bless you with revelation, knowledge, expectant faith, and success. I bless you with goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. I bless your ears to hear the lovely, the uplifting, and the encouraging to shut out all the demeaning and negative. I bless your hands to be tender, helping hands to those in need. Hands that bless. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and gives you peace because of the finished work of the cross. Prayer partners, if you'll come down. know it's Christmas, but if you have a prayer request, or just any kind of need in your life, we invite you to come down and receive prayer this morning. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll free at 866 383 8277.